Hey everyone, Mallory here. I'm thrilled to announce a new mini-series that we're dropping on the Higher Ebb Pulse called A Guide to Graduate Marketing in 2024, a special four-part series on how to increase collaboration between marketing and enrollment management functions on college and university campuses, hosted by Shane Beglini, who leads marketing at Muhlenberg College. Over the next four weeks, join Shane as he sits down with higher ed leaders and industry experts to discuss what the graduate student journey in 2024 looks like, what grad students actually want out of their campus experience, the pressure recruiters have to fill butts and seats as the undergraduate enrollment cliff approaches, and so much more. All right, friends, without further ado, get ready to meet your host, Shane Beglini. Hello, and thanks for joining me for the second episode of A Guide to Graduate Marketing in 2024, a four-part podcast series focusing on graduate marketing and enrollment management in 2024. Today, I'm joined by Charles Whitaker and Danielle Robinson-Bell of Northwestern University's Medill School of Journalism, Media, and Integrated Marketing and Communications. Charles is Dean and Professor at the Medill School, and Danielle is an Assistant Professor and Director of Integrated Marketing and Communications Professional Master's Program. Today, we'll be focusing on the graduate student experience and the nuances and differences GEM professionals should be thinking about. Charles and Danielle, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Shane. Thank you for having us. So this is a topic that um, I'm really excited about and and excited to jump into. But first, uh, if you could give us some background on the Medill School, I think most people listening are going to be familiar with the brand. But, you know, tell us about your programs, your students, and then both of your roles and how you kind of work together on a daily basis. All right. So Medill is one of the seven freestanding schools that comprise Northwestern University. Medill is 103 years old. It is comprised of two units, if you will, or departments, integrated marketing, communications, and journalism. But within those each of those departments, there are graduate programs. So on the journalism side, there is the bachelor's degree program, which has about 700 undergraduates, and the master's degree program, which has about roughly 120 graduate journalism students. On the integrated marketing communication side, there are three um, divisions of IMC, if you will, a a full-time master's degree program and the IMC professional program which is our largely online, but sort of a hybrid program. I wear actually two hats at Medill as faculty and also program administrator. So I teach graduate level strategic communication courses in our IMC uh, program. And my work in communications intersects with culture and inclusion and communities. But I'm also the academic director of the IMC professional master's program, which is our master's degree program for working marketing professionals with at least three years uh, of work experience. I'm also a proud alum. As am I. So. Just, I guess, three. three. That's, that's great. <laughs> our, our Mallory, who, who made this connection for this podcast, is also an alum. Yes. So we've got a strong, strong Medill connections here. So well, well welcome yes. and, and thanks for joining me. And, and I want to start off with the main topic for today's episode, which is the graduate student experience. And I want to start there because I think that it can inform a lot of how we market and communicate to graduate students and prospective graduate students. So Danielle, I'll start with you. um, And if you could just talk about how the needs and motivations of graduate students differ from traditional undergraduate students, uh, and how can graduate professionals work to enhance the student experience to meet those needs? 
I'll answer this question through the lens of the working professional graduate students, um, because that's closest to the work that I do uh, at Medill. And it, it, it unfolds differently in a number of ways. Um, the first one is, our graduate students are largely looking for real world, real time experiences. And what do I mean by that? So the way our program is designed, students can be in class in the evenings with a professor on the say a Tuesday evening. And they can take the frameworks and concepts and other learnings from that class and literally apply it to their professional endeavors the very next day. And that's no exaggeration. We've heard this from students before. I've seen it um, uh, unfold in, in, in real time. And so that's an aspect of learning that I think you don't necessarily get um, from you know, other student populations. For example, um, you know, our full-time program unfolds over 15 months and it's a very sequenced program and students don't get a chance to um, with, with the exception of a fourth quarter, um, completely immersive, uh, you know, corporate internship type experience, they have to wait 15 months until they are sort of in industry with their skill sets from, from IMC. That's a totally different student population, and that program is designed expertly for that. For, for, for the working professional, though, it's very important to have the learnings um, be applicable and tangible um, in in real time because that's part of the value proposition if you think about it if if a company is going to support an employee getting another degree then if you're the employer you want to see that in action and say in, in in some in some ways we've even had students um, share parts of performance evaluations that have specifically pointed to something they learn in the program that they apply to their their work that then yielded something positive as it relates to their professional work and, and, and you know, promotions and things like that. So, um, so that's one way. Uh, the other way I would say is um, our students lead very full lives. So in addition to being a student, they are also juggling obligations at home and in other aspects um, of their lives, professional lives, they're members of professional organizations. Um, and so it's important to be mindful of that when uh, designing not only the program, but thinking about you know, how courses unfold. Our faculty are hyper aware of this and tend to meet students where they need to meet them um, to journey through the course and then you know, ultimately through the program. Um, and then the other thing that I think is really big is uh, what I would call like career clarity. So because our graduate students are, you know, who have professional work experience are working professionals, there's a bit of a more narrow stroke when you think about career development. Um, they're really looking to upskill and reskill um, within their current role or their current uh, industry or company versus maybe um, a graduate student who is not a working professional who's maybe more recently in undergrad, um, might still be trying to figure out what is the right industry for me? What is the right role for me uh, within the world of marketing or IMC? Yeah. And I, I love what you said about real world, real time, because I, I right. think that's a, such a major difference between undergraduate and graduate students, especially working graduate students. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's, it's as much more of a, I need this now not I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, not I'm looking to develop or I'm looking to figure out what I want to do. Like, I need this now to get where I want to go. 
And another another reason why that is important is when you think about how these educational experiences are funded. That's also a big difference. And so because professional graduate students are, it varies, but often there's fewer scholarships, there's no federal aid. Um, we do take, you know, employer support is there, but we all know that those benefits are sort of here and there um, and have changed over over time. Many of our students are paying out of pocket. And so the value proposition becomes very important um, to the student population. Yeah, agreed. And, and Charles, from your, your standpoint, from an administrative standpoint, uh, you know, I think I think we know and and talk a lot about undergraduate student value propositions. But on the graduate side of things, talk a little bit about how you communicate around campus to how how different the experience is for graduate students and how different their needs and wants are. Well, it's particularly different for our population, whether you're talking about our full time students or our IMC professional students. In that, as Danielle said they are looking at the value proposition. And so the relationship with them can be reduced to a transactional relationship. They want, they are investing in this thing and they want that investment to play off, to pay off um, immediately. And our challenge, um, which I think we try to meet rather nicely, is to help them to see, yes, there will be indeed a payoff at the end of this, um, but also think about this not just as the expansion, the career expansion and development for your current job or your next job. We're actually thinking, we're actually trying to train you to think about your career the long range of your career, the long arc of your career. How will these tools and skills serve you throughout your career and not just in the immediate future, not just for that job that you see right at, just ahead that you are trying to latch on to and sort of helping other administrators understand that that is what a professional school does, especially within a research one institution. The focus tends to be on research, not necessarily applied research, but scholarly research in peer-reviewed journals. Um, and our mission on the graduate side in a professional school, while it does include that, absolutely, is, is much more expansive in terms of what we are trying to help these students accomplish. Yeah, that, that's great insight. And, and I think it leads well into our next, our next uh, discussion point here. Um, which is around student services and academic support for graduate students. Um, I think I think this is an area that is again significantly different expectations and different needs uh, among the two populations. So, talk a little bit about uh, Charles. I'll start with you about the expectation of graduate students when it comes to services offered. Um, when they get to campus or, or in an online environment yeah. for that matter. Yeah, and it's a little different um, in both of those environments. I will say, I actually think because these are adults, um, the graduate students come in thinking that they don't need a lot of support necessarily. They sort of think, well, I'm an independent person. Many of them are, many of our full-time students are coming from work environments as well. So they, I've been working, I've been in the world and I don't need support. All you need to do is tell me, what time the trains are running and when I need to catch it, right? And when those classes are, are, are going to be available. The reality is um, they too, they, they have complicated lives, particularly the IMC professional students, the 
part-time students, um, but also the full-time students who are with us, you know, for uh, 15 months or a year, they too sort of need to see the big picture. They need to sort of understand how the parts of the curriculum fit together and how those, those pieces will help them achieve their goals in the limited time that they are with us. They need um, career support and career uh, guidance to, again, think it not just about the immediate future, but the big picture and how those pieces come, come together. So we try to envelop them with as much support as we do the undergraduates. So I do think people tend to think that the undergraduates need much more support. The graduate students just need a different kind of support in many ways. Yeah, and I, I appreciate your thoughts there because um, it's interesting that, to, that you note that students may not think that they need this these services and we as marketers and enrollment management professionals should be attuned to the fact that that's that might be the thinking that we encounter but we still need to you know message on these right. these services that we offer and, and it really promoted as a value proposition and then danielle from from an inside the classroom standpoint if you could kind of speak to um and piggyback off what charles was just talking about in terms of uh, students lives and things you know being involved with their education yeah absolutely one thing i think that is unique to Madil is that we have a dedicated team of student advisors. And so there's, you know, multiple uh, professionals on our student advising team. And that is their um, primary role, at, you know, at the school is to help architect the student's journey through the program. And that includes everything from, I always, I use this phrase, I use, um, you know, from admit to alum. Right. And so the minute that they are accepted into the program, we begin the engagement with the student advising team is everything from uh, you know, enrolling in classes um, to, you know, we, we, we have a, a whole team of professionals at Medill and brought more broadly at Northwestern um, to help students who may need some accommodations as it relates to their their learning um, and their being in an educational environment. And then graduation prep. So literally from admit to, to alums, there is a team that works alongside. So you, you ask the question from inside the classroom, but as faculty, you know, these are my partners uh, in, in, in that. So I never feel like I have to uh, navigate uh, any student um, needs alone. I have a, a, a partner, um, a colleague to who who is the expert in this space um, to help me uh, uh, do that within the, um, I guess, the, the, the confines or the ways in which I, as faculty, have decided my course will unfold. And I think having a dedicated team of, of resources in this space makes a big difference. Yeah, I, I, lo I love that. I love that that's a partnership. And, and I think it really is an approach that, that more schools should be taking because we often hear about short staffing and lack of resources. And one of the things that falls through then is is the student experience almost by default right. because people are just stretched so thin between teaching and advising and and you know life coaching and things like that. So so I'd be curious to hear from both of you kind of on the same topic. How does Northwestern and, and specifically Medill um, communicate to students that um, this this might be challenging, this will be challenging. And there are parts of your life that are going to get very complicated and very busy because I, again, I think 
there's an honesty that we need to be having with with students, especially working students and, and all students, about this is going to be probably difficult and stressful, and, but we're here for you. So I'd be curious to hear from both of you on that. Hey, everyone. It's Mallory. I'm hosting the Engage Summit this summer in Raleigh, North Carolina. The theme of the conference is AI Got You. We're not just talking theories. This conference is your guide to understanding and applying AI at your institution. By the end, you won't just get AI. You'll be ready to lead your campus through an AI transformation. It's for everyone who wants to use AI to level up everything you're doing. Whether your focus is to recruit or retain, the Summit offers a platform to learn, network, and bring back actionable insights to enhance your student engagement strategies. I hope you'll join me and some of your favorite Enrollify creators in Raleigh on June 25th and 26th, like Jamie Hunt, Dustin Ramsdale, and Allison Tercio. Use the discount code Enrollify50, and you can register for just $99. So join us at the Engage Summit this June. Learn more and register at engage.element451.com. We can't wait to see you there. Yes, all of those things, Shane, but worth it. And here's where you think about other stakeholders in the world of higher ed to, to a school like alumni uh, come into play. You rely on people who have gone through this journey uh, before these students. Um, uh, you have students who are still in the program and maybe they've gone through this particular set of classes, core classes, if you will, right? And they can share their experience. And like I said, you have alumni who can share their experiences. So it's like, yes, they're able to share with the students, I think better than myself, Charles, or any other faculty can, what it was actually like. And they are often very honest. And um, we've, especially with, with the with the professional IMC program, we're dealing with graduate students who are often at a different phase of life than our full-time graduate students. So they're dealing with things like expanding their families. Um, and and so, yes, I, I once I had a student who started the class with me and about two, three weeks in said, I, this baby is not going to wait. And so in the middle of the class, you know, uh, she, she had to, we, I worked directly with her. And like I said, my partner in student advising to help her get through the course while also navigating this really wonderful, right. Phase of life. It was, I'm not going to say easy, right? Um, and so we're just very, you, you have to be direct. Um, and I never want to misrepresent what the student experience is in that same vein. It's possible. It's doable. Um, and so, and again, we have, uh, whether they're current students who are further along in the program, whether they're alumni who've done the program to vouch for all of yeah, we, we have an online management partner who works with us on recruitment. And one of the things we've stressed to them all along, as Danielle said, is not to misrepresent what the experience is. Um, we try to be very transparent about the fact that it is graduate school and graduate school has its challenges. But as Danielle also said, we also try to communicate how much support we try to provide for those students. And we're very, very serious about making sure 
that that experience. And it's it's not like we tailor the stu- the experience to the student. It's it's not that bespoke. But we do understand, particularly with our part time students, that they have lives, um, and those lives can be complicated. And we will work with them to help them navigate the program to help them succeed. It is in our best interest that they succeed as well, but that they succeed on the terms of the program, that they get from the program what we have to offer. That doesn't mean we water down the program for them in order in order for them to obtain the degree, to, to check the box and get the credential. We're very serious about making sure that they leave armed with the skills that we promised them they would get while they were here. But um, we do understand that um, life intercedes and gets in the way and that we will, and we try to say that we will work with them, but we do not at all um, sugarcoat the fact that the program is demanding and it does have its challenges and you should be prepared for that when you enter. And, and the key to that is making sure that that's the messaging that gets communicated from the start. The minute that, um, you know, through the admissions process, uh, we have various touch points with prospective applicants. We're talking about that right away. Yeah, and I think that's so important to be authentic in that communication because you know, students are savvy and they can see through that. And, yeah. you know, at Muhlenberg, we, we've tried to remove the word balance from our, our marketing because that's impossible. Yeah. When you're when you're taking on, you're adding this big giant thing to the rest of your life, that balance is, is going to get thrown off. And we have something um, that we do before graduation for our graduated adult students. It's, it's called a put them through nomination, the PTT. Mm-hmm. And people, students write us about, their family members or their their spouse or significant other and how much they helped them get through this. And it's really emotional to hear, but it, it just, it kind of shines a light on, yeah. on that. This is a different experience and it's a challenging thing, but it's, I say it's it certainly every, worth it. Yeah. I say at every graduation, particularly for the graduate students, it takes a village and there is a village that's helping them get through this. So. Yeah. Agreed. And I will say too, just a, not to faculty, um, that our faculty uh, very much stands in, again, in partnership with our student advising team, but I won't say stands in the gap, but sort of really shows up um, in ways that go arguably beyond the syllabus uh, to support students uh, when things arise. Um, uh, We've had students uh, get C-level positions um, during a class and, 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 and credit all of that to, to, to faculty. Um, we've had students lose loved ones. Again, we've had students expand their families. I could go on and on. And our faculty have been quite instrumental in, in helping to make sure, in addition to their, their, their loved ones at home and, and, and others um, uh, in doing that. And I, I think that's um, a, a gem of the program, if I will. That's great. That's great. So how can, uh, you know, graduate professionals, no matter your experience, but I'm, I'm sure a lot of folks that are going to be listening to this are either are growing in their career or new in, in the space or, uh, you know, taking on other duties as assigned. So how can we as graduate professionals from a marketing standpoint, enrollment management standpoint, and then student experience standpoint, make sure that we're working across campus to give students the experience that they're seeking? And, and how can campus leadership help with that? Well, from a, uh, the decanal viewpoint, for me, it's just making sure 
that my, that the administration sort of understands this population. And I will say the Northwestern um, administration does understand this population and how it's different. And again, we're a professional school, so we're different from a lot of the other, the PhD programs and the other terminal degree programs. We're, we're um, a slightly different animal. So helping the administration to understand how this professional experience is different, how these students are different, um, and making sure that they, as we said, as Danielle said, we're in partnership with our team of um, student advising and student services professionals. But there is another university-wide team of student advising and support professionals and making sure that they too, that we're plugged in with them and that they too understand the needs of, of these students. So it's really, again, talking about taking a village, it's really making sure that we avail ourselves of all of the resources that the university has to offer, that the university understands what resources we need to ensure the success of these students, and that the students, once they enroll, understand that it's also incumbent upon them to reach out, to communicate, to let us know when they're experiencing challenges so that we can plug them, connect them to those services that will also help them to succeed. And I would add to that, one of the hallmarks of the IMC professional program is connections and community. And that starts very early in the student's journey. So when you think about the campus leaders and um, other professionals who are working with this student population around their student experience, I would just um, you know offer uh, to keep that in mind, even though, um, like for example, our program unfolds online and in hybrid formats, and there's some in-person opportunities as well. So we're sort of this multimodal program. Um, regardless, uh, there's an opportunity to connect and to be in community with each other if you're in the program. And so having that be um, something that is threaded from the beginning for the students, I, th I think is um, something to keep in mind, I would say, for, um, for, for campus leaders and other professionals working with the student population. It goes a long way. Yeah, I, I would imagine that, you know, there's a, a balance to strike between offering that, you know, flexible online, do this at your own pace, but also students seeking that community and seeking fellowship with other students. Um, so that's that's great insight. Yeah, so um, I'm just, just going to add one mistake I think that sometimes people make, particularly with these professional programs. They're, they're expensive programs, and there's no question about it that many people use them as a source of revenue, um, many institutions. And you can't just think of these programs as cash cows. You absolutely have to, as Danielle said, invite those students in and make them a part of the community. They have to form a community because if you do that, as the, the experience is just transitional. They get the, the they get the, the credential. They check the box. They're gone. You never hear from them again. And they're not good alums. As Danielle also said, the secret sauce of our program is that our alumni feel a connection to the institution. And so they want to give back, not just money. They want to give time and energy and make sure that those students who are coming out of this program also benefit in the ways that they did, or that they can have, will have a better experience than they did, that they can learn from their experience and help us sort of improve upon the experience. So, you know, too often, I think institutions do not invest that kind of thinking uh, uh, in this population. Again, they think of them strictly as, 
you know, people who are paying money, moving through and, and getting out. So. Yeah, I love that insight. I, I think, it, you know, you, we when people ask about, oh, well, who are our competitors? I think we're inclined to talk about the, 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 the schools, you know, in our region, similar competitor schools. But when we think about other competitors, we think about Coursera and these, you know, these these for-profit institutions and, and kind of these quick streamlined transactional programs that may be what some people want. But I think to your point, Charles, I think the the value proposition that we still have as a higher ed community, specifically graduate higher ed community, is that connection and that, you know, that allegiance to a school and that good feeling about being uh, a Northwestern alum. And I, so I really love that insight. And it and it leads into another question I have. Um, we, we touched on sort of how the Medill School supports graduate students, but I'm, I'm curious about to hear more about um, so your insights on the pressures and the increased expectations on graduate professionals as we kind of approach this this undergraduate enrollment cliff and how can uh, how can campus leadership be attuned to that and also support uh, their colleagues in in kind of this new environment that we're entering yeah you know it's funny um, everyone mentions the the cliff I don't know that anyone it's sort of they everyone's whistling past the graveyard no one's really kind of thinking about what that means and what we are going to do to to offset that again harking back to what we've said all along i think changing the relationship the, the way we think about the relationship with graduate graduate students not just thinking about it as transactional thinking about it as a community in and of itself frankly i think if we had done more of that thinking we wouldn't have um this rash of um unionization happening across the graduate sphere. I think if we had been thinking about graduate students more as a community and how to support them and not just as, dare I say it, you know, cheap uh, teaching labor uh, and cheap lab labor, um, we we would have a very, we'd be having very different conversations with our graduate students across other domains as well. But here in the professional school domain, I, I think, uh, yes, building community, thinking about community. Danielle has done a wonderful job and our, and our other colleagues with our professional students of starting them right off the bat, bring, trying to bring as many of them together um, in a social setting um, to sort of have them thinking about how we, how they as a cohort are forming community immediately. That's the sort of stuff that, again, helps them to think about this as their alma mater and not just the place where they tick the box and, and got a credential. I would just add to that when I think about um, enrollment, marketing, you mentioned marketing, Shane, when you, um, you know, asked this question, I uh, am involved with uh, the, our marketing colleagues um, with the IMC professional program. And, and one thing I would say that has gone a long way is being in, uh, really thoughtful about the value proposition of your program and how you're differentiating in the marketplace, literally marketing 101, right? And so what is it about your program, the specifics of your program, your faculty, your curriculum, we talk a lot about alumni, that is meaningful to the student population you're trying to attract. And to that end, 
who are you for? So we talk a lot in IMC about, um, you know, uh, you know, c- customer value. And so it's, it's, you know, who is that? A- again, having a real sense of what's, what I'm, I'm a marketer by trade. So, so some of the p- real basics um, of, of marketing and, and, and fundamentals that we enforce in our program as well, um, apply that. Uh, uh, and I, I, it, it has, it has, um, it has um, proved well. Yeah, that's great. And and I, one of the things that uh, we touched on a little bit here is these are sort of taboo words in, in higher ed, but your product and your customer are are two of the most important things that we can think about as we try to differentiate ourselves and try to compete in this space where there's a limited number of students and we're all trying to we're all trying to get them. So how does your how does your product align to the customer? So I, I, I think that's that's brilliant what, what you just said. One thing that has become clear to me uh, since being in this uh, administrative role is, yes, the uh, institutional aspect of administration, higher ed administration, but also the balance with um, business principles and fundamentals, um, the, the business side of programs and, and, and higher ed. I think those two have to coexist. Um, and so the extent to which you're able to strike both of those um, uh, is, 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 I think. And I think a, a, an institution like Northwestern, you know, a highly selective research one institution has for a long time just sort of assumed that people would come, right? That we are such a well-known brand that we don't have to think about the product <laughs> that hard or think about how we are aligning with the the desires and values of the, the dare I say it, customer. Um, and I think we, are, we do have to think a little bit in those terms. Again, I don't want to reduce higher ed to a purely um, consumer, uh, trans- purely a transaction, but a little bit of that thinking does go a long way. And I think a, li- a little bit of that thinking also will also help us think about how those students are experiencing the program and what they're they're getting out of it. So, Yeah, ag- agreed. Agreed 100%. I, I, you know, I think this conversation has been so insightful and, and I hope people are going to get a lot out of it. And so as we wrap up here, uh, I want to hear from both of you, and, and Danielle, I'll start with you. I'll put you on the hot seat here, um, to talk about your predictions and outlook for graduate enrollment and marketing over the next several years. And yes, we will be coming back to check on these. <laughs> so like most things, I have a pretty optimistic <laughs> take on things. Um, and and I, I will say there's tremendous upside. It is there for the taking, so long as, again, I think there's some real thought and, um, you know, folks are smart about how they think about the program, market the program, message around the program, um, thinking about your step world of communication. So I think about stakeholders a lot and how key stakeholder segments are being engaged. Um, but the, the, the upside is there. It's a great space, I think, to be in. I, I too am, am optimistic because, um, again, to reduce this to its most crass terms, I think we have a great product, right? I think we have a, an amazing product. Uh, and the product being not just the name recognition, but 
the, the tremendous value, uh, faculty, the tremendous alumni network. Um, there are lots of things that you get out of your association with this institution, um, in addition to what you get in the classroom while you are going through the, the program. We can't take any of that for granted. We can't assume that any that everyone will sort of understand that. So we do have to work at constantly um, refining and uh, distributing that message. But also we have to work on the product to make sure that it stays strong and continues to attract people as student needs change, as the environment in which they're working changes. We cannot rest on our, our laurels. So I think we are well positioned to do all of that. And even with the um, enrollment cliff coming, I think we can, again, reducing this to marketing terms, I think we can hold on to market share um, if we are you know, vigilant and do the, do the right things. Well, I, I love the optimism and, and I'm with you. I think, I think we're in a really good place as, as graduate professionals. Um, so a, a very special thank you to both of you, Charles and Danielle. Um, I really enjoyed this, this conversation. I think others will too. I, I, your insights were, were fantastic. So please join me for the next episode of this four-part series, part three, where we'll be talking all things AI, MarTech, and CRMs with Artis Kadu, founder of Element 451. Charles and Danielle, thank you guys so much again. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Brad. The Higher Ed Pulse is part of the Enrollify Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, chances are you'll like other Enrollify shows too. Our podcast network is growing by the month, and we've got a plethora of marketing, enrollment, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks, all designed to empower you to be a better higher ed professional. Our show helps higher ed marketers and admission pros find their next big idea and features a selection of the industry's best as your hosts. Learn from Brian Gross, Eddie Francis, Jenny Lee Fowler, and so many of your favorite leaders in higher ed. Enrollify is made possible by Element 451, the next generation AI student engagement platform, helping institutions create meaningful and personalized interactions with students. Learn more at element451.com.